This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, each and every household does its best, I'm sure, to recycle what it knows it can recycle. In this day and age, we're given plenty of options around that. But uh, there has been this one mysterious component which we've never been quite sure what to do with. Tetra Pak is uh, uh, a really interesting uh, substance, isn't it? It's the stuff around which you might get some of your uh, liquid items from the um, supermarket, maybe some milk within Tetra Pak recycling, other products like that, and it's kind of got that waxy feel around it, feels like it's cardboard, feels like it should be recyclable, but for a long time it, it hasn't been. Uh, but increasingly options around that are improving. We thought we'd find out a little bit more about that now with uh, Lisa Clark with her One Coast hat on. Uh, Morena, good to have you with us, Lisa. Yeah, good morning to you too. I've um, done a terrible job at trying to describe what this Tetra Pak stuff is, but um, what typically have we seen uh, rolled out in terms of products that Tetra Pak's used for? Yeah, so um, Tetra Pak is a, is a brand, so it's only one type of, uh, I guess, liquid paperboard, um, which is a very uh, good way of describing what, what they do as well. So mostly it's liquids, um, and you can find a lot of the plant-based and long-life milk inside liquid paperboards. Um uh, but you can also find things like tofu and, and other um, products that generally tend to be have like a, a I guess a liquid feel um, on the outside as well. Um, and uh, we've uh, I've actually just done a bit of an investigation um, in a local supermarket, and you can find about around about five percent of uh, the the food and beverages mostly uh, in liquid paperboard cartons now. So. It's increasingly becoming popular, um, which is uh, great for, for, for the recycling, but, you know, obviously not great for our long-term solutions on the planet. All right. So um, for uh, f- a long time now, we've had systems in and around Dunedin for recycling certain things, and this Tetra Pak stuff has not been on the list of recyclables. Why is that? Yeah, it's because um, the systems here in Dunedin can't differentiate between the cardboard and, and liquid paperboard cartons, so uh, it, it would have to be hand-sorted. Um, and I guess that's a, it's true for a lot of different types of recycling. Um, the systems that um, that we have at the moment uh, are just un- incapable of being able to, to be able to differentiate between the different types of um uh, recycling, and and that's why systems like uh, the number five plastic recycling in New World um, and in Tetra Packs, uh, th- that's why they exist, is because there is that gap in the in the recycling process here for Dunedin, and um, and we're attempting to to plug that gap. So One Coast has been active in this space for a while now. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, we actually found out about. Uh, the trial of um, liquid paperboard cycling uh, February last year, so it's been a year, um, and we were we were pretty quick to um, to take up the opportunity to 
to to provide people with an option for for recycling with them. And um, at that point in time, I, I was the community facilitator. Um, and um, what I uh, knew of the community was that in order for people to participate in recycling, the the barriers needed to be reduced. And I couldn't get it so that it would be in yellow bins and so I provided multiple collection points throughout the city. So we started with three collection points um, in the city and uh, we've got nine at the moment with three more to come on board and they're both in Dunedin and in Clutha. So we're collecting liquid paper pork cartons from Clutha now as well. So increasingly around uh, our city, we do have an opportunity to drop off this Tetra Pak stuff for um, recycling, and we'll perhaps go through some of those locations in the moment. But uh, what then happens with it? Obviously, you've, you've found that there are, are, are ways for it to be usefully recycled. What do we know about what happens with it and where it happens? Yeah, so um, once they are dropped off to a collection point where the uh, they need to be cleaned and and opened uh, so that all of the liquid that was inside um, uh, doesn't contaminate contaminate any of the other um, uh, LPB cartons, and um, they're collected uh, from that from various volunteers and brought to a central collection point. And at that collection point, we put them into essentially banana boxes. Um, we can fit. Um, almost about 300 um, into one of those banana boxes. And each banana box, um, if we've got 10 banana boxes, that equates into one bale. And that one bale gets sent up to um, to Hamilton where SaveBoard has a, um, a processing plant that uh, shreds the, uh, the LPB cartons and turns them into to sustainable building products. So the building products end up being primarily the, um, uh, uh, I guess, a replacement for jib board. That's, that's um, their big thing at the moment. Uh, they, they turn into something that's not a perfect flat um, uh, piece of, uh, I guess, board. And so it's, they generally tend to be used um, where you can actually see the the actual LPB cartons on the on the outside is um, pro- probably the key feature. And um, when those building products um, end, uh, reach the end of their life, then they come back to SafeBoard, and then they can be um, repurposed and reused and recycled into something new again, usually another um, building product. And so it is a, a circular economy, um, and it is, um, uh, I guess, a big project from Tetra Pak as well. So you know, it is does does have that product stewardship. Um, and it's providing a solution for something that across New Zealand um, didn't have a have an option for for recycling. Now you raise a really interesting part of the whole recycling process, and this we need to think about in respect of all the recycling we we do, and that is is prepping it for recycling, not just banging it in the bin with all the bits of food and other uh, material <laughs> yeah. all over it, because that can be very counterproductive. Uh, so specifically with Tetra Packs, you say you need to tear them open, so not just in box form? 
Yes, so um, most, uh, well, all Tetra Packs, but some of the other brands don't necessarily have flaps, but um, you can open up the flaps, flatten them, cut along one side. You can leave the lids on if they have a lid um, because that can be recycled with the um, uh, the liquid paper board and then flattened. Um, and sometimes, um, you know, you might need something to flatten them. They don't have to be perfectly flattened just as long as they're open and, um, and uh, so that's, you know, it, it's very visible that there's nothing left. Um, sometimes people don't, open up the flaps or they don't cut along right along the seams um, and there can still be a bit of residue left behind. Usually that's okay um, but sometimes it can provide um, a, a mould uh, basically. It depends on how long it's been since the person's cut it open and to me actually getting it and processing it. Um, so that's why we like it for, you know, along the seams and completely flattened so that it's really visible that there's no way that uh, mould can take hold there. All right. Fantastic to hear. And also great to hear that there are an increasing number of recycling points around the city, so it's worthwhile running through those. Uh, of course, One Coast's main office, uh, Waikawaiti, uh, that, uh, do they still take collections there? Do you know? I know the main office was closed for a while. Yes, so um, we've just shifted it uh, about two metres down to, to the power office, which is more open than we are, and that's on Wednesday, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. All right. Rembrandt Cafe right here in the centre of the city. That's 280 Morrow Place. They're open weekdays 8 till 4, thanks to them. Taste Nature, of course, in High Street. Uh, you can drop off uh, your um, Tetra Packs for cycling there. The Tidy Network uh, they of course uh, have the meeting space at the Tidy Rugby Club and it's uh, open Tuesdays uh, between 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock The Duck in McAndrew Bay uh, is also a collection point. South Dunedin Community Network there at 278A King Edward Street during their normal opening hours. The fantastic folk at the Blueskin Bay Library have stepped up to help out as well. Uh, Project Bruce and the Tokamairero Community Hub in Milton are taking collections as well as uh, Twirls Bakery in Green Island and uh, soon to come three further collection points one in Central Dunedin, one in Port Chalmers and one in North East Valley. It's great Lisa to hear that those collection points are increasing Yeah absolutely people are just so over the moon about being able to do something about it and they're so willing to help and so it's really great that we're reducing those barriers for, for more people and as far as the, the the bigger picture is concerned, to your knowledge, no prospect that the city will take responsibility for this eventually. Um, well, I mean, it's it's always a hope, but I mean, with the the container return scheme coming um, at some point in the very near future, um, we're all just kind of waiting to see what that will look like and how how things will fit. And um, and obviously, you know, we've got um, you know the opportunity to do some more recycling um, and more projects within the ten year plan at the Dunedin City Council. So, um, yeah, we're we're working on ways to to try and increase that partnership, but. At this stage, um, definitely not in that that yellow bin. At least, uh, to your knowledge, is there anywhere that our listeners might be able to go to find that list and growing list of places that they can drop off um, their recycling at? 
Yes, um, for sure. Uh, for, for all your recycling drop-offs um, uh, that don't include the, the yellow bins, um, the DCC has a website um, for, uh, it's really handy. You can put in what it is that you want to, to recycle um, and, and they will let you know if it can be recycled through them and if it can't, um, you can head over to the, the Recycling in Otipoti Dunedin uh, Facebook page which has a list pinned to the top of the page um, which lists all the recycling points uh, for, for everything um, that can't be normally recycled. Um, we're adding to that uh, every couple of months so it's a, it's a growing space. Um, and certainly the, the One Coast website also has... Um, a, a lot of recycling information, particularly for the, the liquid paper bore cartons, but also um, we, we, we add to our own list on that, that website as well. So um, there's a few options there for, for similar items like batteries and, um, and number five plastic as well. Lisa de Clark, we appreciate the time you've taken to join us here on ORFM and all uh, the great work that you've been doing and others in this space. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining us. No worries, thank you. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.